Hallelujah. Appreciate my church family. As it's already been said, thank God for what He has done. And um, last week we spent a little bit of time with with uh, some friends out down in Kentucky. And uh, thank God for them. Praying for Brother Collins and his family. And um, somebody asked me a great question. And in a time in my life, before I was ever a pastor, I probably would have said the same thing. Just Brother Ruley is uh, retiring, and that church is going to be pastored by his grandson, Brother Collins, who's been here and uh, preached for us. Did such a good job. And just really we stay in touch, not not real frequently, but he calls every now and again just checking in. And, and we really do have a lot of confidence in him. And somebody had asked, well, how's that work, a, a pastor retiring? Because you think about, oh, you know, we just uh, what just looking. When I think about retiring, I think about just kind of quitting early and living the cushy life. Why would a preacher ever do that? But uh, but you know, um, Brother Ruley is is had some some health problems recently, and he's and um, and you know, I think it's in my life. I, I would have said the exact same thing, but now I look at things and say, you know. I can't ever imagine not doing this. And I always want to be useful for the kingdom of God. But I do realize there may be a day when my energy, my health, and my age might make it to where I'm not as effective as a pastor as I'd like to be. And I don't ever want to just hold on too long to where it's hard to really you know, just have revival. Like we're having around here. And if I feel like I can still be a help and a blessing, I'm going to do that every way I can. But I, I realize as we get older, this kingdom of God is a lot bigger than any of us. And I love this church too much to, to run it into the ground because I'm weak and feeble and not able to. As long as I've got energy and, and fire, I'm going to just go ahead and keep preaching the word of God. Amen. But uh, I appreciate my church family so much. And keep on praying for Brother Ruley and his family and that church there in Olive Hill. We're going to turn to James 1. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for my church family. And Lord, for just you just making everything so amazing. We love you. We ask you to anoint your word now to our hearts and lives, God. Lord, I pray, feed us, strengthen us, build us up in you. And we'll give you all the praise, Lord. Have your way tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. James 1, verse 1 says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any man, any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. God bless you. You can be seated. God's so good to us. I love His Word. And I was thinking as I was getting ready for church tonight and getting ready to preach this message to you tonight, I uh, I was thinking about how I could really preach anything tonight. And I know what it's like to sit there and hear the same kind of message week after week and, and you know, be around people that are excited about hearing things they already know and already are doing and already good at and maybe just feel a little good about yourself because you got it going so good and there's other people out there that are not as good as you. That's why a lot of people like church so much. Just something that makes us feel good about how good we are, but... Here I am, believing that it's God's will to challenge us. I believe if I'm hearing from God, Jesus, you know, when He was living His life preaching what He preached, some of it is so simple, but yet so challenging. 
It'll make you look at yourself a little bit closer. And as much as you want to just feel good about where you are, and thank God for where you are. I believe God wants to help us grow and be strengthened and built up in faith. Sometimes the Word of God just, to do that, gets us in a place where we've got to examine ourselves. We've got to look at ourselves. Sometimes we've got to look at things we've been doing our best not to look at. Trying to come up with a way to justify things. And, and then we come to the house of God and, and the preacher just, there he goes preaching about that. I knew he was going to do that. He's picking on me. But no, God's trying to help you see that if you're not at your best right now, he can help you do better. Help you get to where you need to be. And it'll be so much better for you. Amen. You could come. We talked about it Sunday, about spiritual maturity. And the Bible tells some in, in, the, in the Corinthian church, as well as the Hebrews, said, you know what, I want to talk to you like grown-ups, spiritual grown-ups, mature believers, but you're babes. You still got the milk when I ought to be feeding you meat. You ought to be happy about that. We ought never think that that's okay. I said this before, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here, but, but, but I, I, you know, when I was young, I, I, I wanted to get my driver's license. I wanted to get a job. I didn't want to be an irresponsible kid all my life. I, I looked forward to growing up. Now I, sometimes I think, what were you thinking? But I, I know it's not easy, but I, I'm not, uh, I, I never once, just all kidding aside, never one day thought, oh, I'd like to be young again. Forget that. Amen. Forget that. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to be grown up. And in God, I don't want to be a baby in my faith. I don't want to be a baby in my walk with Him and my relationship with Him. Amen. I want to grow up and fight this fight and be everything God paid for. Amen. Hallelujah. There are some things living for God that are so valuable. I thought about it. I'm not going to take the time to just ask you, you know, and and just because I'm picking one thing doesn't mean anything would be wrong, but all the different things are just so valuable in God. It's why I live for God. It's why I put my heart into this. That's why I'm not playing games with it. That's why every part of it is, is to be taken seriously and because it's so valuable when you see what God's really offered us. It makes sense to me when Jesus said, what would it profit you if you gained the whole world and lost your soul? What would you give in exchange for your soul? If you could have everything, you're still lost. You are ripped off. But living for God is valuable. and God just... Bless some of the testimonies we heard here tonight. You just hear the value in living for God. I'm not doing this because I don't have any choices. I'm not doing this because I, I, I can't keep a job somewhere else. I'm doing this because I, I'm convinced there's value in the kingdom of God. Amen. That God has blessed me and I want more of it. And that it's not always easy, it's not always convenient, but I'll tell you, my worst day living for God just blows out of the water the best thing I had before I knew Jesus. Amen. God's blessings. His, His, His goodness is just so good. Amen. But uh, I want to I wanna talk about something that is underrated, really, in the kingdom of God, something that is... Uh, Maybe people don't think about very often, but really, you ought to be thinking about it. You ought to be praying about it every day. We read a scripture here that if any man lacks wisdom, if any of you lack wisdom, wisdom, so valuable. And God said, ask about it, and he'll give it to you liberally. He'll be generous with it. He won't get upset if you keep asking for more wisdom. So why not ask for wisdom? If you read about it, you know, we've got a, I just, you know, it's one of those things. Sister Becca testified last, and, and she doesn't, of course, know anything of what I'm going to preach. But, you know, Proverbs is just the only book we have for wisdom. This Bible is a book of wisdom. 
This Bible is a book of wisdom. What does that mean? It means it's God's word, God's truth. And wisdom is how we apply that in a practical way to our lives. Wisdom in the Bible often is contrasted with foolishness. Which whether you like to admit it or not, and I want you to be honest with yourself, we're prone to foolishness. Our ways. Especially when the going gets tough. Especially when you're under pressure. Especially when when everything's going against you. It's easy to just justify being foolish. But you're going to, you, you, you sow foolishness, you're going to reap catastrophe. But God tells us in His Word how to be wise. To apply God's Word to our situation, even sometimes difficult situations. Amen. To take His Word, to take the principles of His Word, to take the, the commandments of His Word, and take that, and through His Spirit, through His strength, apply that to your family. Apply that to how you talk, how you think. Amen. How you are at your job, how you are with your friends, how you are in your thoughts, how you are when you talk. Amen. Now, a lot of people get overwhelmed by that because they get the wrong idea. And I'm, I want to be very blunt with you. I get fearful that some, some around here get the wrong idea. That I can, I can sit down and say, hey, whatever it might be, you know, talk about your thoughts. The Bible says, hey, here's some ideas. You know, here's some, not suggestions or ideas, but here's principles. What sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? Having the mind of Christ that talks about casting down imaginations. We got all that. Say, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's just your thoughts. But it's not a bunch of rules. It's not just, oh, I gotta do it this way and I gotta do it that way. How about my words? Amen. Say, oh, you know what? Uh, they, they, they preach about how you, how, how you dress and what, what about your words? That's the easy stuff sometimes. What, you, what people are looking at. How about the, how you spend your time? About how you interact with your family? There's principles in the Word of God. Teaching in the Word of God. But wisdom is a whole lot more than just saying, is that what the Bible says? Okay, I guess that's what I'll do. Are you hearing me? Having wisdom is a whole lot more than just saying, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, that's what I'll do from now on. Wisdom means you've got to acknowledge that God's ways are right and better than foolishness. Amen. You know, the Bible has some, some very good scriptures about, about order in the house of God, about the role of leadership in the house of God. But it's never been my desire. I don't, I, you never hear me just pounding on this pulpit saying, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves because they watch for your soul. It's truth. It's in the Word of God. But my desire is never for you to do something because, well, he said that's what the Bible says. And so you can tell other people, well, that's just what they preach. Truth has to be more than that to you. It's got to be wisdom to you. You, If you don't understand the will of God in your life and how it applies, you're always just on the edge of just not really excited about it, not really not, not just fighting it sometimes and doing your best, but not really... You're following the law rather than being filled with the Spirit. Amen. you got to first, if you're going to follow God's wisdom, you got to first be convinced that God's way is truth for you. That this is God's will for you and God loves you and He's not giving you a burden, but He's setting you free. Paul talked to the Corinthian church, and they said, you, you're just tying us up. We're, we're like in a straitjacket. He said, oh, that's not in the Word of God. That's in you. That's not God's fault. That's your fault. Amen. There's too many people over the years that just kind of got a, 
that the church is kind of a peer group and they follow peer pressure, but they've never really got it for themselves. Amen. And there comes a time when things don't go your way, and we're going to get to this a little bit, when you are under pressure. And I want to tell you about our ways. The default setting is not wisdom. (laughs) How many just want to say, when I am really upset about something, that's when my wisdom kicks in. I've always been known for that when I'm under pressure. That's just so wise. My words are wise and my actions are wise. And that's when, you know, it's uh, not too often. But if you're... If your life is built on the wisdom of God's Word, that you know what you have, you know what you believe, you know why you believe it, you know why you're living it, and you love this, amen. You're going to be on solid ground during the storm. But if this isn't something that you are, you're you're living because, hey, I've got this. You just don't want to be embarrassed. You 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 love and respect your your brothers and sisters, and you you don't want to you don't want to cause any trouble. Hey, you gotta have this. This isn't something we're playing games with. This is something that we are falling in love with. It's wisdom. Amen. If you don't see the wisdom in it, you ought to ask some questions. Sometimes some of you that haven't been here for a while. It'd be wise for you. You know, the Bible talks about examples in the house of God. If you're looking at people that have been in this for a while and they, they, they seem like they've got something solid and, and you hear the, this just a testimony of, uh, of why they're excited about God and why they just love it so much and that joy is really dealing with you, you and, and they're doing some things you're not doing, you ought to take notice of that. I'm not saying just do it because they're doing it, but maybe if you don't get the idea of why they're doing it, maybe ask some questions. Amen. I've gone to restaurants, some Asian restaurants in the area already, and ordered coffee, and they brought out a big old contraption. I said, I don't know what to do with that. And I ordered soup, and they brought out all kinds of things. I said, I don't know what to do with that. So I said, how do you do it? Amen. How do you do it? Well, you can do it the way you want. How do you do it? Yeah. I want to do it. Uh, I, I want to do it the way you do it, because I want to get the experience like that. Can I tell you, church? There's a lot of different flavors in the world today, but I'll tell you, it, it it would be worth your time to find out why. What does it say in the Word of God? Why do you worship like that? Never seen that before. Why Why do you live like that? I've never seen that before. Amen. Dig in there. Yes, sir. If we don't have good answers, run. <laughs> All right. Amen. If, I, if it's, hey, because that's just the way we do it, don't ask questions. Run as fast as you can. But if we can give you a good Bible study and show you this is how they did it, this is why they did it, this is what it's about, amen, then go ahead and live like that. Amen. That makes sense. The Bible tells us there's a lot of tradition in the world that denies God's power. Amen. Amen. That takes the Word of God and makes it of none effect. Jesus said that. Don't just go through the motions because, hey, I like that. That don't matter. What matters is what God likes. What kind of music you used to like, how you used to dance, that has nothing to do with our worship. Amen. I tell you what, you I don't advise it. I've seen a little bit of it. I take turn I change it on my on, on my on my phone is what I'm talking about, not changing the channel. You see something, oh look at this church service, and they're up there dancing in the spirit and it looks sexual. You know, they're come on now. That's not spirit of God. That's 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 nasty, that's flesh, that's not pleasing God. I've heard preachers say, well, if you used to dance like this in the world, then you're going to do that in the spirit. That's not the spirit. Amen. It's not about what style you like. It's what's Jesus. What's what's sanctified. What's the Bible say? Let God reteach you. Let God reteach you. His way is wisdom. Your way was leading you to hell. God's way is better. But you got to learn. Don't take my word for it. Don't act like, hey, this idea that you got to just 
I've heard it just recently. Somebody said, well, I think being a Christian just means you've got to follow it, believe it, don't ask any questions because that's what faith is. That's not what faith is. Be a disciple, be a student, ask questions. Jesus loved that when they came and said, why did you say that? Paul loved that when they checked on him. Get the wisdom of it. Get the wisdom of it. Amen. Find out what's, a, what's God's way to learn, to grow. Amen. Because, listen, the way I was used to was not helping me. I had to have a transformation. I had to be retaught God's way. And I'm still going, I'm, he's still schooling me. You'll never graduate from that till you get to heaven, I guess. Amen. Let God school you. Not my will, not my way. Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans, the sixth chapter talks about a lot of things, but in verse 17, if you'll pay attention, God will help you. If you'll pay attention, God's trying to get somebody's attention. I feel it. I mean that. Romans six seventeen. But God be thanked. You hear that? That's not just the preacher, but that's the heart of God. That ye were the servants of sin. Why would I try to bring any of that into my worship, into my lifestyle, into, into my, my faith? I was serving sin. So everything, God, if, if, if I can do your will, your way, the wisdom... Then, then make me wise. Amen. You were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart. Did you hear that? From the heart. That form of doctrine which was delivered you. Why do you live like you live? Why are you concerned with holiness? Amen. Why? Why, why would I even consider modesty why would i even consider what i watch and what i listen to because from the heart i've obeyed the wisdom of the word of god i put my heart into that i found out god knew what he was doing i know you get so scared oh if i give things up i'll be bored i won't know it oh you never be bored living for god God knows how to take the junk, the death, what was the chains, and give you life. Amen. To fill your life with goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants to take away the things that are holding you back and give you the things that will give you life. Amen. I was mentioning it earlier. Again, why worship like we worship? Why this time in the presence of God? It's a wisdom of the word. It's not a form of religious routine and ritual. You can go back and and study just who founded a church, what they were like, and why they decided to do their own thing. Amen. Oh, we don't care. It's just how we were raised and how grandmom did it. She brought us to church. And but what about the word of God? What about the wisdom of the Word? And if God has a better way, wouldn't it be wise to follow that? But just because we're talking about it, listen, you've got to get it for you. You've got to get it in your heart. We don't expect any less. Amen. We don't expect any less. If it takes you longer than it takes, took somebody else, we're not in a hurry. Get it for yourself. Well, I don't want to be annoying. Hey, we love. Praise God. Somebody was telling one of my sons down in Florida, well, I don't know. I'd love to come. I listened online. I'd love to come to your dad's church, really. He said, but they wouldn't have me. He said, what would you, why would you say something like that? He said, because I'm skeptical. He said, this may sound strange to you, but my dad encourages that. He will applaud you for that. He'll tell you, don't just take my word for it. Hit me with the hard questions. Amen. Because if, if you catch me on something that I'm not right, you've helped me. 
I'm not going to get mad at you. But let's stay with the word. It's not a denomination. I'm not a part of one. Wouldn't be one. It's not some kind of man-made organization that I've got to answer to somebody's statement of faith. This is the word of God. This is the word of wisdom. Amen. It's wisdom. And it's got to be your wisdom. Somebody stood up a while ago. And, uh, and said, you know what? After so many times of testifying, just love this. I love this. It's so much better than anything I've ever had. I could never be happier. Then one time they stood up and said, I would never leave this church. And I knew it was pretty, pretty great statement. And very pure intentions, I'm sure. But I took my brother aside just within a day or so. And I said, let me talk to you. I said, when you're standing in church and feeling God, none of us ever could imagine walking out. But that's never how it happens. And I told him that and kind of looked a little shook up. You know, it's not, I, I hope you don't think I'm, I enjoy making people uncomfortable, but, you know, I said, it's not how it happens. I'll tell you what happens. You start going through some things. And your flesh and your old nature, that old foolishness starts showing up. And if you don't get a hold of that, you'll start justifying reasons. I never imagined that. That he wouldn't be here tonight. But that's how the devil works. You're not going to think the same way in the valley that you do on the mountaintop. And for you to, to think that it's just from here on out, it's just going to be easy, you're kidding yourself. You have to be ready for when the battle happens. And you need to be self-aware enough of when, the, when that foolishness starts showing up. Because you will face your old selfish ways. The anger, the frustration, the stress, the fears, whatever it is that attacks you. Amen. Is where the enemy will start affecting your mind. And you got to recognize at that time, that's why... It talks about asking for wisdom. It's talking about the fiery trials of our faith. Amen. Count it all joy when you enter into those trials. It talks about tribulation working patience. And then he says, if you need wisdom, ask. Because in tribulation, you're going to start thinking foolish thoughts. Amen. And sadly, that's where people fail. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, I know why people leave and they get this in their mind or they want to do this. And no, I'll tell you what happens when when you start going through a hard time and you face the same struggles we all face. Face the same fears, anger, worry, and your old nature shows up and it's foolishness. You start thinking, nobody cares about me. Everybody's fake. The preacher doesn't see it going on. on. And you don't recognize it right away. You start allowing that flesh rather than reaching out and saying, hey, wait a minute, I need some help. I need to pray. I need a breakthrough in the Spirit. I can't handle this battle in my flesh because I can see the road signs of foolishness. Amen. Amen. How many times have you seen somebody going through a battle and they start acting foolish? Like they were losing their minds. Everybody sees it, but they do. You're not shouting. You're not excited about Jesus. You're not, well, I'm going through some things. Yeah, but you go through things as a Christian. Maybe you ought to pray. Maybe you ought to, uh, you know, really get in the Word of God a little while. Maybe... 
You know what people say? I think I need to stay away from church for a while. I need some time to work some things out. Foolish. Is it in there? Does that make sense? I need to isolate myself from everybody that's got the Spirit of God in them and work some things out. How many times have I heard that? Amen. That's not wise. Those things will gang up on you. Start snowballing. Amen. That's when you need the help the most. And you need to realize before that gets out of hand. Amen. When the devil's telling you, I don't have any friends, that's when you need your friends. The pastor doesn't understand. That's when you need a pastor in your life. When your thoughts, hey, I've got, I'm not talking to you and not myself. When I know that my own brain, my own thoughts can be my worst enemy. So I recognize that. Amen. And know when I better pray. When I might have to fast. Amen. When I need to reach out to somebody and say, hey, you know what? I need to talk to somebody. Because none of us have that ability to be, oh, I'm so, so strong Christian. I, I don't need any of that. That's foolish. That's not the Bible. That's not what that book teaches us. That's not what Jesus said. Oh, I've got enough from God that I can just work that out. I'm going to go out, you know, oh, out in the wilderness or something. Are you John the Baptist now? Listen to me. We need to walk in the wisdom of that word when it gets tough. And we all need to recognize. It's hard because, like I said, people, people can't be humble and honest enough to say, hey, that's, that's me. And it is you. It's me. It's every one of us. When you start getting hit harder than you've ever expected to get hit, that's when you need to take special care to be wise. Don't start acting like a fool. I've seen people justify it. Do you see what you're doing? This is so foolish. It's so dangerous. But you don't know what I'm going. Why does that make it okay to be a fool? Right? Why does that why does that foolish mentality make it okay to start being against God, against everything holy, to act just totally ungodly, but you don't know what I'm going through. Don't let that be an option. When that becomes reasonable to you, you need to do something wise. Whatever it takes. Amen. Because after a while, what will happen is that snowball get out of control. When you stop, when you allow foolishness to just run rampant down the hill. Amen. You know what I'm saying is true. And if you don't recognize that in your life, that, hey, no matter what I'm facing, wisdom is still the valuable thing. Wisdom. Uh, God's Spirit can help you against all your weakness to still Make wise choices. Amen. Proverbs 25 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit. I didn't tell you the verse because I didn't want you to just jump to it. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. That means you're vulnerable for the enemy to attack you. Doesn't matter how long you've been in this, doesn't matter what position you have in the church. Foolishness is not going to be your friend. Amen. Well, praise God. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He that ruleth his spirit better than, than he that taketh a city. You've got to be self-aware. You've got to be wise enough that the Spirit of God can say, Hey, that's not wise. And stop what you're doing. Pray. Pray. Reach out to God. If you don't feel like you get the breakthrough you know you need. And be brutally honest with yourself. I've seen people just as stubborn and really just just in the snare of the enemy. I am praying. I'm praying so much, and I'm yeah, but you know you're not right. You are, you need to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I don't. I'm not where I need to be. There's nothing. No shame to that. There's no shame to recognizing how to win a battle. There's no, there's no shame to that at all. I'm trying to tell somebody today that, that that's my life too. 
There's things that you say, oh, Pastor, you never just get overwhelmed. You never face things. Who are you kidding? I'm not, I'm not anything special. I just know how to deal with this and can be honest enough with myself to say, I'm not doing as good as I need to be doing. And I know how to get there as, as early as possible. Amen. Get the help you need. Get the prayer you need. Get the victory you need. It would be so, so foolish to act like you just got to just never, you never get hit by the enemy. But how you handle that is so important. Because you may bounce back after you make a complete mess of things. But the enemy tries to get inroads. Tries to get areas in your life, strongholds is what the Bible calls them. Tries to get areas where you don't bounce back fully. And you might say, well, I'm back and I didn't, I didn't backslide. But you're not what you once were. Now there's insecurities, there's fears. There. You're worried more about what people think than just really being able to launch out and exercise faith. Because you're self-conscious and insecure because of you let failure go too far. You let foolishness go too far. Be wise. I know what I'm talking about. I know what God's trying to tell you. When your mind is being foolish, don't fight the wisdom of your friends. Don't fight it. I'm not saying everybody's always right and you're always wrong. But when you're carnal, amen, chances are spiritual folks are right. Amen. I've had people come to me in battles just making a mess of things and I try to counsel. You know, you always think I'm wrong. Well, when you're coming for help because you're getting beat up and not making wise choices and I'm apparently the one you're coming to for help, I should be the one that's right. Amen. Amen. I didn't cause the trouble. I'm just here to help you out. Amen. Don't fight that. When somebody's trying to say, hey, this is difficult to to say, but here's what we can do to, to, to maybe get back where we need to be. Don't fight that. We need that in our lives. We need that kind of help that, that sometimes is uncomfortable, but it, it gets us back to where we need to be. Amen. Second Thessalonians, the third chapter. Second Thessalonians 3. Paul is asking them to pray for him. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course. You understand? Paul is saying there's a lot of distractions, a lot of things that get in the way. Pray that that... Not only that I have what I can say, but... And the open door to say it, but that all the the battles that try to hinder that just pray against that. That the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Listen, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Talking about wisdom. Unreasonable is another word for that foolish nature that just tries to block up, lock up the Word of God. Amen. That it ought to be, it ought to be just the most simple thing that we can say, hey, here's, here's where we're at, here's where we need to be, and this is what it's going to take. And, and, but, but foolishness makes it a personal Well, you think less of me because I'm struggling or I'm weak or I need to grow. No, it's not that. It's just here's how we work together to get where we need to be. There's no shame in that. But what happens is people start going through real trouble. Listen to me. I'm not saying people just get goofy for no good reason. It's usually a really good reason. But it's not good enough to backslide. There are people going through real trouble. Amen. Real financial problems, real marriage problems, real health problems, 
Amen. Real job problems, real neighbor problems, real spiritual battles. And there is nothing made up about it. But in that battle, if you begin to be foolish and respond in a carnal manner, now you're dealing out of anger. Amen. Dealing out of frustration, fear. Amen. Sometimes jealousy or envy, whatever it might be. Amen. Doesn't change the fact you've got a real problem on your hands, but now the problem is getting you on solid ground so that you can fight this battle with wisdom. See, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you fast, no matter how much you read your Bible, you're going to face battles. Don't be surprised. Don't act like God did you wrong. This world is full of battles. We still have an enemy, and we're not in heaven yet. Amen. So you can get frustrated and get angry and stew and, 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 and act like a child until the problems pass, but that's not, that's not wise. That just makes when the, if the problem blows over, now you've got the mess that you have to clean up. Amen. And all that time you could have been learning and growing was wasted time. But when you're going through the battle, and like I said, there's nobody here that doesn't recognize that sometimes it gets harder than you ever expected to get. And just because you recognize, man, this is tough, doesn't mean you're weak or you're wrong. It just means how you respond to that. If you run to Jesus and, 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 and get His strength, Run to the Word and get wisdom. Amen? You're going to get through the storm. You're going to get through the storm and have experience and strength that, that God invested in you in that hard time. But it's going to take God's wisdom. And it might take the wisdom of others. And don't, don't be ashamed of that. Say, well, listen, you're not. I'm not. Always just the, the wisest man in the, or woman in the, in the room. So we need one another. Don't, don't fight that. Don't be ashamed of that. But recognize that your, your old nature before Christ is, is bigger enemy than the devil. Amen. It's going to give you more trouble than the devil ever did. We give him much too much credit sometimes. But when you're under that pressure, Lord, give me wisdom. Don't let me be foolish. Give me wisdom. And if I see the, the road signs of foolishness showing up, God, help me to, to stop and to do something differently. To, 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 to realize, hey, I, 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 need, I need to get this right. And, and I, I appreciate people that recognize it's, it's, it's not always easy. It's not always convenient or comfortable, but... But uh, if we can recognize that, hey, God, I just I want to learn. I want to do better. I want to I want to I want to get through this and win this battle. And you can you can be an overcomer. Read about it there in the book of Revelation to him that overcometh over and over and over again to him that overcometh. God will give you what it, what you need to get through and be an overcomer more more than a conqueror. But sometimes you're just going to need some help. Sometimes you need to just stop and say, hey, I I got to stop this. I start acting just like a fool. I'm, I'm going to stop and make things right and start being wise. And, you know, after a while, you'll learn. You'll learn to, to start relying on God and getting His strength. Can we bow our heads in prayer? Wisdom. The Word of God is a book of wisdom. How to, how to navigate through the storms of life. Some of those storms run deep. But God, God's going to help you. Some of them have been situations you've dealt with for years and years and years. God's bigger than that. God's bigger than your, your battle. Yes, He is. And God's got wisdom in His Word. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
I know there's a lot of people asking questions about Revelation, about Israel. I'm not saying that's not all important, but I am saying that there's something down inside of you that God's God's saying this is why I came to this earth. This is why I put on humanity and hung on a cross to set you free to help you be free indeed to give you life abundant life you realize when the disciples looked at Jesus and said is this the time that you're going to restore Israel he said that's really not that important you need the Holy Ghost is what I want you to focus on right now. I want you to recognize that you need my spirit in you and that there's a gospel to preach. There's people out here that you need to to help, to serve, to bless, to minister to. If you're here tonight, you know it's your flesh. You're, You're your own worst enemy at times, aren't you? so often God's got a plan for our lives and we get so scared of letting go and reaching out to God, we self-sabotage. I I heard it in, in prayer the other day. We get so afraid of of the unknown, of God's will in our lives and rather than just trust God and call out on Him, we sabotage ourselves again and hope for God's mercy and Listen, God's got better for you. God's got victory for you. It's time to start looking into the wisdom of God's Word and applying it to our lives, on our jobs, in our homes, in our hearts and minds. God's going to help you. God's going to give you a life, an abundant life. God's got blessings for you. Come on. Let's pray. Let's reach out to God. No one can give you peace. You cannot. Oh, Jesus is here right now. Reach out and touch him. No one can find your Lord, put your wisdom in me. Take away my foolishness, God. No one can touch you like Jesus does. He saves. He delivers. He sets free. He helps those that are bound, struggling. Come on, you've been trying so many different things. You need God to break the chains like we sang about earlier. You need God. You call out to Him. You call out to Him. He's going to be there. Jesus name. In Jesus name, Lord, deliver us from our foolishness. Fill us with your wisdom. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I tell you, when you start applying God's wisdom to your life, letting that work through you, see things happen. You're going to see God's blessings in your life. You're going to see God's goodness working in you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your... Oh, your every part of your life. Your peace of mind. of you that you love his presence, you love his spirit. 
dig into his word, dig into his, don't just do things because you think it's what you're supposed to do. Surrender yourself, obey from the heart, obey from the heart. Love his truth, get that truth. David said down in the inward parts of you, obey it from the heart. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I want to see you in heaven. I want to see you blessed in this world. I want to see you in God's best plan for you. But it's going to take some honesty. It's going to take some honesty with yourself. Being aware of your own weakness. Being aware of that flesh when it rises up. That foolishness when it gets a hold of you. You've got to be aware of that and be proactive against it. Come on, somebody knows what God's trying to help them with. Let God help you. Let God help you. Oh, in Jesus' name. God's doing some great things in this church. He's digging down into our hearts. He's digging down into our lives. He's, he's breaking down the, the strongholds of the enemy. He's getting you out of your comfort zone to reach out to others and be led by His Spirit to minister, to serve, to help somebody see the light. Let God work. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's time to just lay that fear down. Lay all that insecurity down. Lay all that foolishness down. And let God work through you the way He wants to do it. God, talk to our hearts. God, talk to our hearts. I pray for each one of my brothers and sisters here tonight, Lord. Break every chain. Break every chain, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name to obey you from our hearts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand again, God. We thank you for your presence here tonight. Just so so good to feel your touch so good to lord to just draw near to you help us lord i pray to apply this to our lives help us to just let it sink down into our ears into our hearts god to be doers of your word lord guide us i pray and again we just pray that you just shine your light through us throughout the rest of this week and lord we give you all the praise you're so good we thank you for it we ask it in jesus name amen Amen. God bless you.